Vets Talk. This is Kevin Horgan, co-founder, along with Charlie Scott, of our free and open venture to bring veterans into the limelight through stories, biographies, subject matter expert interviews, leadership lessons, and sometimes ranting and raving and howling at the moon. Now, Vets Talk is a collaboration with Zach Knight and Knightley Productions and Vetlanta, a team that networks with transitioning veterans to make the Atlanta area the first choice of locations to settle in to live, work, play, and pray, and maybe raise a family to stay connected to our tribe, the veteran community. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Vets Talk. I'm here with my good friend, Derek Lane of Mighty Hero Homes, who's going to tell us about his journey and the, um, well, the cause of Mighty Hero Homes. Derek? Well, thanks for having me, Kevin. It's good to see you again. Uh, appreciate you being uh, having us on the show today. I know Drew, uh, the founder of the company, was on a month or so ago. Uh, to highlight you know our mission, but uh, just to reiterate, you know what we are doing. Um, we're a, a focused veterans group on eradicating veteran homelessness. It's our mission to end the veteran homelessness issue that's going on. The VA has done good work uh, over the last ten years, thirteen years, I think in two thousand and ten, uh, based on their numbers, they've they've more than less or lessened lessened it by more than half. Uh, but there's still a major problem. Uh, we did see it start to creep back up during COVID for obvious reasons. So we're now focused on handing over the keys to the last veteran homeless uh, person, whether it be seven years from now, 10 years from now, or 15 years now. We want to we want to end it quicker. So, you know, getting the capacity, getting the word out, getting the awareness, bringing uh, the masses to understand that there is a problem that we want to make sure that we're rapidly uh, expanding our program and housing the, the uh, homeless veterans and, and covering all the myriad issues that surround being homeless. Uh, and so I know substance abuse is a major issue with uh, mental health issues, obviously loss of employment, uh, just coming back to the states or coming back to from wherever they're, uh, they're stationed and wondering what's next. Uh, you know, I, I'm in this uh, organization, you know, uh, everything for me has been set up from the time I, you know, wake up in the morning, to the time I go to bed by the minute. And you know now they're in a situation where they could feel lost, and so you know restoring that hope to themselves uh, is one of our main. Uh, we, you know, we as we talk to others, it's really restoring the hope and the dignity to the veteran, renewing their faith in the community, and then re helping them rediscover the love for their neighbor. Uh, and part of our program, which I can get to as we as we speak, is about having the community adopting our veterans as they come onto as residents on our bases. Um, I came along on this journey probably almost two years ago, a little less than two years with Drew. Uh, Drew uh, had the Lord speak to his heart probably four years or so ago about this issue and said, hey, I want you to be my person to eradicate veteran homelessness. Drew wrestled with him for a little while. Uh, luckily, like Jacob, he didn't break his rib, but uh, just said, hey, I still need you to, to, uh, to be the person. So if you're ready, let's go. So Drew then really started looking into the problem. And what he was realizing was that there's a tremendous amount of, of effort and, and good organizations out there doing work on the transitional side, that one to two year uh, transitional housing that you know hopefully then is getting that veteran on their feet, good paying job, then they can go wherever they wanna go uh, and, and uh, you know, find a home or rent, you know, rent an apartment. But there was nothing really being done focused wise on the permanent affordable side of it, where, you know, with a 35 or $40,000 a year paying job that you can stay in a community and afford a home. And so, I mean, we all know that ideally 
you don't want to live for 25, 30 years in a 324 square foot home, which is our studio unit. But what we want to be able to do is provide them an asset they never have to sell. So if they are able to purchase their home, they live there for they can live there forever. Or if they do, you know, end up meeting someone or want to start a family and they need to move off base, they have that opportunity, obviously, to move off base and, and move into a bigger home, but they never have to sell this home. And so what we're wanting to do is to be able to do that and provide that for them at an affordable cost on a modest income. Can you describe the base concept? Because I think it's fascinating. Sure. Uh, and okay. what the support network would be, what the physical plant is like, et cetera. Sure. So we're doing, uh, if you go to mightyherohomes.org uh, on our landing page, you'll see at the very top kind of a base design. So we're wanting to reinstill community inside of a community, inside of a community, if that makes sense. So if you're if you look at it, you'll see squadrons. You'll see seven squadrons of 12 homes. Uh, a lot of our numbers are biblical, seven, 12, and 40. Um, and so we'll have a squadron of 12 homes around a 40 by 40 squadron activity center. Uh, there'll be a mixture of homes. So some will be the 648 square foot home. Some will be the 324 square foot studio home. Uh, the 648 will be a two bedroom unit for a single mother and a child or a single father and a child. Uh, we're seeing a lot more, uh, a, a larger rise in the single mother uh, homeless veteran uh, population, unfortunately. Uh, and so we want to address that. We don't, we won't know until we start building our base, just how many uh, will be coming on as a single mother or single parent. Um, but back to your question. So that seven or that those seven squadrons will act as their own community to some degree. So they can get together in that activity center, you know, on a, on a Wednesday or Thursday and, you know, break bread and have a, you know, a weekly dinner get together on Saturdays or Sundays and watch football games, whatever they want to use that for. But that's kind of their community within a larger community of the, the Mighty Hero Home base. We call them bases. Uh, and then the uh, essentially outside the fence line uh, will be the larger community. And so what we're hoping to adopt uh, and we're meeting uh, with very, a lot of large uh, faith-based organizations at the end of July uh, in uh, down in Henry County in that area where we'll be building our first base, which we should be getting approval for, uh, hopefully sometime in early May is what our plan is. Um, and so once we get that approval, once we meet with those organizations, it's our intent that when the resident comes on base, that a civic organization, a faith-based organization, a family, even a business would adopt a hero. So it's almost, you know, not to, I guess, even to keep it personal, but it's almost like adopt a highway program. Right. We want somebody to come in and say, we want to adopt that squadron or we want to adopt that individual veteran so that if they ever do run into any type of issue that they may be running into. And it could be as easy as, you know, I don't have a car. It's Thursday night or God, I don't have food. Right. I don't have bread or whatever. And I need to make sandwiches that they can call on somebody and come over and they can help them uh, or if they're in need for something else. Right. That they've got somebody to count on. Because, again, it's about renewing that faith and rediscovering that love because they've been you know, disenfranchised in such a way that, you know, they, they don't really trust their veteran neighbor, let alone, you know, the, the, those of us taxpayers who, you know, provided the money that the government sent them somewhere and then they come back and they feel like, you know, we've forgotten them. And so part of that community too, when they come into our base community center, which will be a 6,000 square foot uh, community building, which will house our veterans, our, our uh, employment and training services, our mental health issue services, our substance abuse services uh, and physical health, that they can get the care that they need there. Uh, and so by providing that on, on site, they'll be able to uh, you know, find that readily available versus having to go to the VA, uh, you know, set up an appointment you know, a, a month, two months ahead of time, take, you know, take their day essentially to go there 
realize that their appointment's been canceled or the doctor can't see them, they're overrun. Now they got to go back through the pro, you know, the process of setting all that stuff back up. So we're hoping to coordinate here in Atlanta, you know, as you know, and probably a lot of your your uh, listeners know, you know, we've trying to consult with, you know, the Emory Healthcare's, the Piedmonts, the Northsides to come and provide the care on site uh, and then direct bill back the VA as they're allowed to do on a facility fee. So trying to work with them on that as well. As, have you gotten a commitment from those organizations? Those are the big, those are the uh, the elephants. Yeah, yeah. We have a, an individual that is going to be running our care services group. Uh, he's going to be taking care of that. So he's in conversations with them in the past. We don't have anything firm commitment yet because we don't have a base yet, right? So right. once we start getting, once we get the approval, we know what we're what we're going to have and and kind of a timeline. Then we'll begin really laying the groundwork there. The VA has already said, yeah, we'll be. Obviously, we want to be close to a VA because there are veterans that that love their service they get at the VA, uh, but there's others that have been, again, disenfranchised with the service they're getting at the VA and they right. want something else. So if we can right. provide them that private care that is then direct billed by the VA, we want to be able to offer that as well. Sure. Now, the uh, there are a lot of good organizations that mean well, that have never really uh, gone beyond the stagnant stage. I mean, they, they have fits and starts and a lot of anecdotal uh, uh, information about how well they're doing, uh, like right. VEO or Cherokee uh, homeless uh, yep. uh, veterans. Uh, they're they're great people. They're great programs. Mm -hmm. What are, are do you plan to pull them in at all, or have them involved in some fashion? Yeah, yeah. So a, a new gentleman uh, has taken over at the VEO, um, and so I met with him uh, actually at one of your uh, at one of your events a couple of month month or so ago on that Tuesday night um, that uh, Brian Scott spoke at. Uh, and got to know him, you know, really well. Told him what we were doing and how they, how we may be able to work together. You know, the VEO is beginning to set up a, a permanent uh, housing structure as well because they see the need for it. Clearly, it's out there. Right. Um, with Cherokee Veterans uh, Homeless Program, they, we've already talked with with the group there um, fairly intimately about doing. They're they're trying to raise money for a transitional, you know, housing so they don't they don't having to put these individuals in hotels and you know that are right. kind of a mile away, two miles away, that type of thing. So what we would be working on with someone like Jim uh, at uh, Cherokee County uh, Home of Veterans Program is when that veteran is placed in a job, when they've worked through that program and their their issues are, are whatever they were wrestling with or taken care of, Jim would pick up the phone or someone over there would pick up the phone and call us and say, hey, I've got Derek. That, you know, here's what here's what we here's what they were battling. Here's what we worked with them through. They've got a job at Coca-Cola or they've got a job at Home Depot. Uh, they want to. They want uh, you know their own home. Can we send them to you? And so that way, when they come to us, we know what their issues were. So that way, we can assemble the team and the case management that knows exactly what they were dealing with before. And I think um, you know, touching on some of our partners with regards to the Stop Soldier Suicide and and Flanders Field, some of these addiction services group, the Suicide Prevention uh, Group as well, is making sure we're working with those those groups, those partners that have a high level of success. They've obviously their their staff has been through it. Um, you know, if you talk with Ben Owens at Flanders Fields, I mean, his story is incredible as to why he's founded Flanders Fields and what he's doing. And so we want to make sure we're aligned with those individuals who walk the walk. They can talk the talk. They've been there. They've been down on their luck as well. Uh, and they battled through it uh, and and conquered. And now, you know, are running organizations or you know just on their feet, you know, and and fully functioning. Uh, and decided, you know, for themselves, I can't live like this anymore. I've got to change direction. Right. And again, and a, lot a lot of that's on the hope side, right? Once, once that, yeah. once that veteran says, you know what, this is not what I've signed up for. 
This is not the way I plan to live my life. It's not what God desi God designed me for. I need to go out there and make myself better, right? And then right. You, again, it's like we all know, small steps, right? You don't just all of a sudden leap over the fence. Right. But if once they we can build that hope and build that dignity with along with them, once they make that commitment and is making sure we're reinforcing them uh, with the services they need. Yeah, that the I think that ownership piece has a lot to do with it, but and and assisting people with more. The, uh, the, the the there's a general uh, a number that people throw around. It's like seventy percent of the people that are homeless um, are almost a permanent homeless class, uh, yeah. mostly from mental illness and mm -hmm. some with um, uh, substance abuse. But the substance abuse person, we all know them. We have friends and family members, people very close to us who have these sure. kind of things that overcome them. They overcome yeah. them. They get the they get the help and assistance that they need, and they stay committed and resolute. Um, but it's a mental health piece that is that's really kind of tricky. We still have people wandering around in the woods, living there yeah. for years. Yeah. Um, how do we pull that person in, or do we not? Yeah, I mean, it's again, it is. It does come down to them having to make that commitment. However, the outreach part. Um, I was speaking with the VA in South Carolina yesterday. Uh, and, you know, the lady had said, I just went to an encampment of there was at least 30 to 40 homeless veterans living in an encampment in the woods. And, you know, and I just asked her a couple of questions and said, did you take they have a program that they're trying to do where a, a volunteer veteran helps someone in that substance abuse issue or you know, just down in their luck, whatever they're dealing with issue to know that they've got a battle buddy. Right? They call them the battle buddies. And right. so. You know, I think that is something that for them, I, I, and I told her, I was like, please document this and keep as much data as you can, because if I don't know of any other program that's doing that uh, in uh, from a VA perspective, uh, whether it be in a statewide or even in a local area, uh, but understanding that, because if, if a veteran can walk in and volunteer and say, hey, I, I was just like you six months ago or two years ago or whatever it may be. I'm here to help. And they know they've got somebody there that's going to, that's volunteering. It's not like they're getting a thousand dollars per sign up, right. Where they're getting a bonus just to get somebody in the program, but they see that they care. Right. And so, so much of, you know, life coaching and, and, you know, co just the, the general, you know, kind of entrepreneurial coaching is just listening. If someone knows that you're listening to them, then they know, okay, somebody cares about me. And that just, and that starts, you know, may just start that process of knowing I need to get better. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely some on the mental issue side, mental health issue side that, I mean, it's going to, it's a huge yeah. uphill battle. Right. And we know that, um, you know, it was just with uh, some of the members of, from Shepherd Center, which is more on the brain, you know, the TBI yeah. side a week and a half or so ago. And I mean, just talking with them, I mean, that's, that's my first time I'd been, uh, been there. We take them pizzas on, on a, a Wednesday night and just listening to their stories and hearing them. But I mean, they're engaging, right? I mean, it's, and again, I don't yeah. know what their issues were. I don't know how much mental health issues they battled, but it was, you know, a lot of cognitive issues, a lot of, you know, in, imbalance issues and stuff like that from the TBI and just the, some of the brain uh, injuries that went on. But you, they've already reached out to me and said, hey, I want to help. How, you know, how can I be involved? Or, hey, I want to introduce you to so-and-so. And again, I think it's just getting that out there to where we can walk into that encampment, right? Or wherever the, you know, under that underpass and say, Here's, you know, here's what we're doing. Here's how we can, we can help. Here's a card, right? Whatever. It's, it's just that outreach, just that trigger. But sure. again, it comes back to the hope. If they've lost hope, right? They need something that's going to trigger them to be like, oh my gosh, okay, there's something out there that even if it's a baby step, I can take that one little baby step to get there. And, you know, when we first were talking with the VA, for example, you know, they're, they kind of have a 270 day cycle. And if the veteran comes in, 
goes through that cycle, graduates, but then they're you know kind of forced back, not to say forced, but they roll out of that program and now they're out into the real world. But if they haven't been taught financial literacy, if they haven't been you know really understood how to deal with the what's coming, right? Because now they've got to pay rent where they weren't, right? They got to pay utility bills if they hadn't. I think once that, if you can help them with that, so they don't immediately walk into a firestorm again of going, oh shoot, yeah. I didn't plan for this, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's helping them with all of that around. Hey, I, I have a question and I'm gonna, I have to talk to the practical part of this thing because mm -hmm. you're you're in the right spot. You're doing God's work. This is a, a, a huge need uh, across the land, right? But it's it, it, it costs money. You're gonna need staffers. You're gonna need not just volunteers, you need living people to be there. Uh, right. how, do you, how do you finance this? Yeah. So, I mean, we're a 501c3 and we have a for-profit. Uh, so eventually, as we're building our bases, we'll have a property management company where we'll have the staff you know, on site for the property management overseeing that kind of thing from the property level. Um, to get started, it's it's a heavy lift, right? We don't qualify for a lot of traditional financing. Uh, I, would, I was an investment banker. Uh, I did commercial mortgage-backed securities for 12, 13, 14 years. Uh, I understand that we're hard to finance. So we're going through a fundraising campaign uh, that we are interviewing the PR and, and media agency firms now that we want to do a $100 million raise in 100 days. So a very, very tall order. Um, it's a God-ordained order. It's just something that numbers came to us, right, from just visions and just as we were thinking. So we know we can do it. And our 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 focus would be, I would come to someone like you and say, Kevin, would you donate $100 to help house a homeless veteran? Generally speaking, most of the Kevin Horgans are going to say, absolutely, right. where do I I already it? have. <laughs> okay, thank, thank you very much. Um, but then that, and, and so you would then say, I'll agree to be an, be an ambassador. I'm going to go get, you know, 10, 10 more people to donate $100. And so if we can do, if we can get 100,000 Kevin Horgans that would say, I'd, I'd be willing to be an ambassador to donate $100, then that turns into a million people. A million times 100 is 100 million. We can do a lot with that money. We have the opportunity right. to potentially have that be matched three to one. Um, and so that opens up the whole other arena for us to be able to do. But with that right. hundred million, now all of a sudden, the JP Morgan Chases, the Goldman Sachs, right? The Citibanks, it opens up a whole world where they're starting to say now, hey, how can we be involved, right? right. You, got pledge, you got pledge of equity, right? Even though you're a 501c3, it just really creates the open door for the financing side. I've talked with some advisors that are friends of mine that run their own advisory firms uh, about ways to do it. Uh, if we if we if, if we were just starting out, we didn't have that idea in mind. It'd be a lot of the tax bond financing, right? Going in and having an mm -hmm. issuer uh, that issues the bonds, and then finding the buyer that would be buying the bonds, and you have CRA tax credits and that kind of thing. So there's multiple ways to do it. It's difficult without having you know, sure. the fully fund. So there's probably a high likelihood our first base especially will have to will have to be financed fully on what we what we originate on the on the contribution campaign on the okay. donation campaign so when do you have, expect to uh, begin that we hope to get our approval may 2nd uh, is when we're slated to go back in front of henry county board of commissioners for the final approval uh, we're in lease negotiations with them right now it'd be a ground lease situation uh, where we'd end up having in total 50 years ground lease uh, and so we'd be able to build the base, hopefully starting, if we get to approve on May 2nd, it would then take probably six to eight weeks to get through the permitting and zoning and just to getting the, the team. We've got our construction services group in place. We've got our project manager in place. We've got our uh, civil engineering group in place. So we've got the pieces uh, in place. And so ideally then you'd probably start breaking ground or pushing dirt sometime in, in mid-July, early August. 
but you know, the key again, going back to our campaign that we're talking about is having that sign in the ground, future home of mighty hero right. home space, you right. know, based community, uh, Henry County or, you know, whatever we're going to call it or number it. Um, and then working with organizations that want to come in and do naming rights, naming rights on the base community, naming rights on individual homes or squadrons, uh, and really building that kind of wall uh, for individuals to, or for corporations or foundations to say I was part of that. And so coming back to you quickly on the community, through this campaign, for every Kevin Horgan, right, that donates $100, when our veteran walks into the base community uh, building, they're going to see a, a huge long wall that's going to be roughly 2,200, 2,300 names. It'll say Kevin H. And so that, and, and it could be in honor of a veteran, but that veteran will know that in my darkest hour, right, there were people out there that actually cared enough about me to donate money to this to help provide me a home. Well, I, um, I, I want to mention, I would be honored uh, to be an ambassador. So okay. sign me Thank up. You. That's number one. Right. Number two, you don't want a hundred thousand of me anywhere. Uh, there's only so <laughs> so much good looks, charm, personality, that's, and sex appeal that's true. that people can handle. All right, right. and yeah. uh, and I, I suspect that most people really don't need any recognition. So right. uh, we'll we'll do it because it's the right thing. All right, we yeah. we need to wrap this up, Derek. Sure. So take okay. two minutes. Give us give us your most uh, important message as a takeaway, please. Okay. Well, we got some exciting upcoming events uh, that are forthcoming. Uh, June 15th and 16th, uh, Rayland Construction is our construction services manager. Uh, they're going to be hosting a, a barbecue fundraiser. So it's a barbecue cook-off. This will be their second annual. And all proceeds are coming to Mighty Hero Home. So we're extremely honored uh, that, that, that we'll be the beneficiary of that. Uh, we need barbecue judges, uh, you know, talking to senators and Congress people and, and foundations and sports teams to try to come out, try to bring as much awareness to it as possible. We will be building our prototype, uh, the, the Freedom Fighter unit there. So everybody will be able to see this is a durable, sustainable, well-built um, uh, you know, home that these veterans will be living in. Uh, so that's one. Two, uh, Bazel Watches, B-A-U-S-E-L-E, -E, uh, is a luxury watchmaker out of Australia. They make a mil-spec watch, which is made by U.S. veterans uh, here in the United States. Uh, one of their ambassadors uh, has kindly said that for all the watches that he sells, um, that all the proceeds would come to, to Mighty Hero Homes. It's beautiful wow. watches We're on our LinkedIn page, which I know wow. uh, you know probably need to highlight our social media, which is you basically can find Mighty Hero Homes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then LinkedIn. Uh, we post most of our stuff on LinkedIn, so you'll find most of our updates and, and responses there. Um, but we're going to work with them when we when we do groundbreak to create a the, our own Mighty Hero Homes watch, and so that'll be made by U.S. veterans here. But it'll have materials, whether it be uh, you know uh, ground materials or actual the the SIPs manufacturing materials in the bezel of the watch, uh, and it'll, they all tell a unique story behind it. Uh, July twenty sixth, we will have uh, we'll be the beneficiary of a golf charity event, so looking forward to that as well. So just a lot of exciting things, you know, forthcoming uh, that we're, we're uh, excited to be taking a part of. Oh, NASCAR has on their 75th anniversary, May 16th to 19th. And you can, again, you can find this on our LinkedIn. We've been selected as a participant for the NASCAR 75th day give-a-thon. So for 75 wow. hours, anybody can go to NASCAR, uh, the website, and select any charity. But Mighty Hero Homes has been selected as one of those. And so we would welcome anybody, that, especially as a NASCAR fan, loves our veterans and wants to help with the homelessness with all the other mental issues and wraparound services that they're going to need to provide uh, donations to Mighty Hero Homes as well. So those are the four things that we're really honored uh, to be a part of. That's awesome. Uh, Derek, 
I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough just for your mission and what you're doing, uh, your well-articulated reasoning and everything that's surrounding it. I think our our, uh, our listeners are really going to enjoy it. And I hope we have you back okay. again. I'd like to sure. hear back with you in a couple of months and maybe you can tell us what stage you're at and how we can help. And um, yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. This is, this yeah. is going to get a lot of momentum. Yeah, Drew and I are happy to come on at any time, especially once we get the approval from the county. I know we'll want to come back and and uh, you know tout that, and so and just and give everybody an update on our progress. We welcome that opportunity. So thank you very That's much. That's great. Okay, so thank you, Derek Lane and Mighty yep, Hero you. Homes. All right. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, Kevin.